Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another Muscle in the Hustle podcast. Tony is here. Nin- hello. 19, minu- 19 minutes late with the freshest fate I've seen in a long time, actually. Oh, thank you very much. That's, yeah, that's actually a very good work. You went for the skin fade, the full bald. I always get skin fade. Do you? Big shout out, big shout out, best barber in the town. That is, that is a good cut, hey? Yeah, do you know what? Especially my head. Did they add a wee bit of colour? Did they add a wee bit of colour to that hair? No, 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 that's just what you like. I was debating going grey. What, what do you think? Uh, I think it's class. Do you? Yeah, really, you really. There was a guy a couple of years ago on Love Island, Ross, whoever he is, I don't know. And he dyed his hair grey. And it was it was the best, one of the best haircuts I've ever seen in my life. I had a, a publicist a few years ago. And I was signed to one of the brands. And they wanted me to dye my hair grey, but I didn't have the balls to do it. I said to Johnny, we're, we're going to do it. The only reason, it, we were supposed to do it last Monday, right? And then I'm shooting promo for the app, and the app promo is going to be used for like six or seven weeks building in the app. So I was like, it doesn't make sense for me to have... Change your hair mid-shoot. It didn't make sense to change my hair, and then by the time I'm posting the videos, be back to normal, because it would just look all on the grey. Well, so, I don't know. Sometimes you notice James Smith, sometimes post content, and you know he's... You know, because he dyes his hair like all the time. Yeah. Sometimes, so, like, so you know, stuff's pre-recorded. I suppose people don't really give a fuck. I just—it was one of them things where I was like, do you know what? I don't want to do it grey. Hate the way my head looks, and then uh, if have, it, uh, videos if, where I'm using them constantly. Uh, uh, yeah, like it's just one of them things where you look back and you'd be like, oh, why didn't I just wait? So that'll be news for you maybe now in the next week. Or well, if it's content I, library, say if you're like you're doing like a hundred videos yeah. and you've got forty done and forty of it's you normal, then the next one's changed you. People go, because not everybody's going to know your timeline, and they're going to go, hold on a minute, when was these other ones recorded? Exactly, exactly. So I was like, you know what? For once in my life, I'll play her safe, and then I'll go grey now. So you can hold me to that, like a grey silver vibe. So I was half, and he was like, "You're literally going to turn into your granddad." We're like, "So we'll see how that looks." Well, that's that's started. another TikTok video for you. You and your oh. dad, and you and your dad are gonna go. <laughs> who who get, did it? Get him, die, get him die dark, and I'll go light. <laughs> who did it better? <laughs> oh, that's fucking beautiful. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, I get it done probably. I'm waiting on Paul to shoot a couple more bits and then I'll get it done as soon as he's done, I reckon. Because I just, I fancy we changed. It was like the time in Dubai when the head went shaved. I fancy my hair a bit longer now, but I'm a wee bit bored. I'm in that in-between stage where I'm trying to get it longer and I'm like, I need to do something to spice things up here. All right, well, it's hard. It's hard to grow your hair. This is probably boring for for the two girls that listen. It's hard to grow your hair if you're a fella, if you're in that frame of mind of getting your hair cut every week or every two weeks. It's like, if you miss that two weeks, it's like... You feel like you shouldn't leave the house. You know, you, sure. there's something in your head going, oh, this isn't sitting right. And you're like, well, I know it is because your hair hasn't grown overnight. You know what I mean? Your hair hasn't changed drastically overnight. Yeah, but the thing is, I just think, like, if you ever see the, like, see whenever, you, whenever I put up X, I always, I always get that it's like, sorry, I'm sweating, I'm taking off my top. <laughs> you taking your top? <laughs> what do you call him? What do you call your man? Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. <laughs> That's me. I'm gonna start kickboxing and all. Smoking cigars or some podcasts. We talk about him because he obviously comes up from time to time. But we everybody, you know, I I give our our listeners one thing. Andrew Tate hadn't even fully kicked off, and we were already getting questions about that madman. I uh, oh yeah the yeah well sure we'll leave this something. I personally and people are gonna hate this. Majority of his points, I see. I understand the point of view he's coming across as. I'm not gonna agree with him before he shits the bed. Yeah, 
some things I do really think, and this comes from because our audience is quite male perspective. Some of the things he says, right? We will all like everybody will disagree, agree. A lot of the things he says, though, are things men think but will not say in public because yeah. they're afraid of the backlash. So as much as that's annoying for a female to hear, that is the way a lot of men think. Because I've been in groups of like five or six people discussing this around you know, a table. Yeah. And you'll notice that some men will actually turn around and go, see what he says. I 100% agree. I just wouldn't say it publicly. Yeah. And there's other people who go, no, I think he's right in this thought process. For me personally, I actually like a lot of what he says. I just think sometimes he does it in a manner that he tries to trigger. He he, he completely polarizes it as far as he can go. Yeah. So he can trigger more people and get views. Now, there's certain things he says, I'm like, that's bang on. And I'm like, the way he's framed that, he has made that so heavy and so one-sided that it's going to trigger people. It's like when James Smith says bodybuilders are morons, it's like yeah. you're going to get every bodybuilder right. And it's like, and like his best mates are bodybuilders. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is too, he's also really smart in a way because yeah. when you think about it, see anything he sells or does is not targeted towards females in any manner. No, no, Andrew Tate, no, no. Okay. Yeah, so the thing is, that audience for him is no use to him. So females hitting him makes no odds to him because they're never going to buy off him anyway. But the beauty is, the more he posts, the more he leans into that. The more the females hit him probably in essence the more not all meals but the more right. meals will connect with his content and see it so then yeah. when you break that down he's niching down on like hardcore man mentality yeah it becomes tribalistic no it is it's very much like do you ever see what jordan peterson talks about like yeah uh, well he's the same some people think he's like a yeah. like a, a sort of like a, a, a like a, a terrorist in a way like a what is it like a a, actually a mental terrorist that he he, he makes people rethink so many different things and sometimes he d all of them have a mad thing but that's their hook every one of them if you think about it even some of the things that like Gary V says all of them have this one thing that's absolutely fucking wild but that's the thing that makes them different from the next guy like Tony Robbins Tony Robbins has a few things that is absolutely mental but that's the thing that changes but with the Andrew Tate stuff, like the thing he talks about, like being a high value guy, like that is actually a valid point. There is, there's always been this thing about, you know, females valuing themselves more and value more, but there is a lot of guys out there that don't value themselves, you know, and I think that's one of the things he done well. Now, does he play the game? Yeah. The smartest thing he ever does is he never really posted his own content. Have you noticed that? It was always his yeah, followers posting it. So he, you signed up to these groups. I don't know what they were. Joe Rogan talked about it a couple of weeks ago. So instead of him posting the clips of him doing stuff, he just had his followers do it. So technically, when they banned him from all platforms, they should never have banned him because he didn't do anything wrong in his platforms. So he spoke outside of it though, but that's like the way, like for example, do you know the way like that footballer that kicked the cat? Ah, uh, because he didn't just because he didn't kick the cat in the football pitch doesn't make it okay. It's the same as like well, once you're yeah, in the public eye, once you're in the public exactly. Eye, it's like me whenever I, go, I know this sounds terrible, but like I was going in to buy stuff for the the new houses the other day. In this sounds so odd. This is such a ramble. This is such a ramble. It's <laughs> going to buy new stuff for the houses. So obviously I went to the cheapest place I could get. So I was going into home bargains, and some woman stopped her car got out of her car and came over and goes, Tony Magalini shops and home bargains. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, who gives a fuck? She had on her phone. I was like, she was filming you. I just goes, uh, she came over, she came over. She was, she wasn't filming. She was on her phone. And she was walking over. I was like, she's going to start filming. She didn't. And, uh, she, she was old. She was no, she was maybe in her forties. And, uh, 
she was like, oh, I'm going to be telling everybody. And I was like, I don't. Home bargains is on real. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, do you think I'm going to, I go, sir, do you think I'm going to pay a hundred pounds for microwave and curries next door and I can get her here 60 quid? I goes, no chance. Uh, but anyway, I was just like, I don't know where that came from, but public eye, you, you don't realize you're in it everywhere. Home bargains is elite level shopping. People just haven't caught on to it fully yet. I don't understand why you would bother paying more money for like, uh, like if I'm paying for glasses and they're, they're five pound in one shop and they're 70 paying home bar, why would I pay for it? Uh, it's like, it's like buying deodorant to go to Savers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, there's, instead there's, of boots, like, they're always close to each other. <laughs> like, they're always I'm like, a fan of, I'm a, yeah, I completely agree. They're usually next door. I completely am a fan of quality. Like, it's uh, different if you're buying a hoodie or yeah. something that you're eating or consuming, or, but when you're talking about an, like an object that is the same, relatively like the same format, like, look, look at this white cup, right? That is a white cup I got in a Cafe box, you know, for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, now, that cup by itself, I didn't buy it, it was in the box. That cup's, nine pound and the only nest cafe is on the bottom of it right uh, that same cup is this is a white plain cup this looks like a builder's mug uh, that's the best way to explain that isn't it isn't yeah it's it? just like, a plain white mug like. yeah and it, like that in home bargains was 45p or something or 90p yeah. or something like you're paying it's it's that analysis of like where people but, hike the price just because of the but it's weird because like you know we're talking about this this actually could be rabbit hole like people be like some people do turn their nose up at home bargains and, and like them sort of shops but they don't hesitate to go to Ikea. Yeah, see, I think it's the brand thing. It's, it's Yeah, like, yeah it's the brand uh, thing because Ikea is not aimed at cheapness, but it is. A lot of Ikea stuff is absolutely tragic quality. Like, oh, terrible. But the thing is, some of it's good. It's like, some know, of it is good, but like, if you're buying a £45 bedside table, you know, you, you know it's not going to be there for years to come unless you treat it with massive respect. Like, some of the designer stuff though is absolutely muck in other places. You ever see the I was watching it like an interview thing the other week. Were you was it me and you were talking about this? It could be me and somebody else about the the how Prada priced their boots. No. So I think it's the funders It's the pair I have. I'm almost sure it's about this. I watched this ages ago on practically the marketing meeting. This is from like somebody that was inside. It's like a discussion thing or seen it written somewhere and it was like maybe it was written on copywriting. Uh, like meetings like somebody read the minute the meetings minutes or something and practically what it was saying is that when they were deciding the price of the thunder boots or whatever it was the thunder cloud the boots i have i've got a replica version shout out to the premium drip because uh, they're fucking so they're so expensive right and when they were deciding the price of these they were like right what is the nearest competition price and i ain't proud of or saying louis vuitton is about 400 cloud boots thunder clouds i think they're called i put them behind me do you want to see them i'll just look them here uh they're green. They're fucking fresh. Uh, I don't wear them too often because I don't wear jeans. You need to wear them with jeans. Uh, and anyway, anybody that wants to know what they look like, they're called Thunder Cloud Prada. They'll come up in two minutes. They're green. Cloud Burst Thunder? That's it. Cloud Burst Thunder. That must be them. They're fucking big. Yeah, you're doing some laughing. They're fresh on. No green set on me. I've been wearing them about with jeans. But anyway, 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 back to flow here. Anybody wants to laugh, look it up. Mickey, let that laugh out so people can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a chuckle. Anyway, when they were had this meeting about this, this will actually show you how designer brands work. What the fuck are these? <laughs> totally, that's that's not them, please. That is them. That oh is Jesus them. Christ! That's them. The green. How box. many inches do they add height to you? Not enough. <laughs> they're they're fairly they're bigger than they're are they higher than Blanciagas? I would say they're around the same. Around the same. Maybe, maybe more because they're. Really I had to stop wearing this. Is, this sounds real bad. I had to stop wearing my Balenciagas because they make me feel too tall. Oh, 
oh, such a, a wish. That's a dream. That's a feeling I don't know myself. I, I, I never want to be six two and a half. Makes me feel makes me feel real weird. Like too big. I just it, it, I've actually wore them, and people have kind of like looked at me and then looked down at my feet because they go, what "The fuck are you so tall?" I would say most males, if they had to pick, a, if you had to pick a height, would pick like six foot or one inch under that. Yeah, I think six six one. I'm happy with six one. Like yeah, but uh, like from a, I know that uh, like, most males would say like somewhere around that because I know once you start going over like, well, I suppose some see then it's personal preference. So once you go to six three and all, you're starting getting in the baller with jeans and long t-shirts. Well, where if you have a long you, body, you're getting to that side of the spectrum where yeah, where you stand out, uh, right? But anyway, the the thunder thing then would bounce back to this. Right, so, so they, had meeting, right? they had a meeting about the shoes and they were deciding the price for them. And apparently, in the meeting, the way they worked was what's the nearest, two nearest things? There was a Louis Vuitton boot at 2,800 pounds or something stupid. And the next one down was, say, uh, whatever the fuck, Louis Vuitton boot at 400 pounds. So they were yeah. like, right, the best thing we can do is there's obviously two eights outside anybody's normal range. So that's for the extremely wealthy. Yeah. 400 pounds is affordable. So we don't want to make this affordable. We want people in the middle class to be stretched enough that they can't afford They can afford it, but it's going to take a wee bit of like, oh, I'm not too sure. But not yeah. enough people will buy them that they're still quality. Like, So they were like, we'll price them around the same price as Balenciaga, which most people will cough up the money for, even though they shouldn't. So they priced them yeah. at 700, 800 pounds. And the thing is, they don't need to do that. They'd make a profit of that 400. But the thing is, when you pay for something more money you automatically society you value it more like what do you care more for if the same car has five thousand pounds or 50 grand on it yeah you automatically think that 50 grand car is better it's the dream it's there's a term for it something dream where you can't afford it today but you can dream about it and work towards it so then you put it on a pedestal so more people put it in the pedestal it's like the ultimate like, it's just like, in middle. It's just in like middle class, like affordable. Yeah. Anybody can afford a seven hundred. Like off white, off white based their whole thing around it with their trainers and Yeezy based the thing around it by doing like uh, short drops, so just dropping like a thousand pairs worldwide. So then the resale, they go through the roof. Then people dream of owning a pair. It's, it, but it's the same thing as like buying like a pair of Balenciagas or as they're selling for clothes. Anybody can afford seven hundred pound, but is that a good fucking decision? Oh no. For most- no. No. Terrible, absolutely terrible. No, like terrible. I wouldn't go out and just buy them. I kind of set myself targets and goals that yeah, are just so slightly can... outside my reach, and then when I reach the target, I go right. But that's a reward metric. Yeah, yeah. So I, my, if I ever splurge on a pair of trainers or a pair of shoes, it's always a reward metric. It's never just like, oh, I feel like buying these now. That's the same as a really good example. The reason that you want to do that to if you're listening, I think that's such a good thought process, is because it makes you one work harder and faster to get your goal but then every time you put them on yeah uh, like whenever i had a goal i bought uh, a watch right and it wasn't even that dear of a watch i think this below cost me like 400 pounds which might be dear for most people or not but like for me i was like that's a relatively like a solid well, it depends business. if you're buying a watch to be a watch or buying a watch to be an investment yeah exactly for me yeah. i was like i'm not willing to pay for more than three four hundred pounds i think it was yeah. three fifty or something and I was like, do you know what? That's not cheap, but it's not stupid. So I was like, that's a good price. So that was my goal. And see, every time I wear the watch, it reaffirms me I ticked off that goal. Yeah. It reaffirms me that I can do that. And it sounds so stupid, but when you wear something that reminds you of what you're doing. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what I did, yeah. 
right now I'm trying to spend more time with uh, with like my family and my dad in particular because I feel like I didn't spend enough time with him. and my dad used to always 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 wear this ring whenever I was younger it was like a it's not a signet ring it, it's like a it's, it looks very similar to what, the one I'm wearing now for that specific reason is that an aura ring? no 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 it's got see the black circle so yeah. it's, like, it's like a normal ring but it's got like a black like it, it would be not a jewel but a black shade in it yeah do you know, like a, a, I don't know what you call it. What would you even call that? Like a, it just looks like a black fucking. Yeah, it's just like a black disc. Yeah, black disc. But he used to always wear a black disc one when I was. Yeah, there, yeah, they, they were pretty famous back then. So the reason I wear that is because every time I look at that, I don't think of oh that's nice right. I think of him, and I'm like, do you know what? Have I spent enough time with him today? Because oh, I've been really? planning on doing that. So it's like when you wear something that reminds me of that, and then it makes me every day go, oh, I have spent time with him yesterday. That's good. We're building a better relationship. And then it's the same thing with like wearing the watch. Like you can wear triggers. People go, oh, well, but these triggers help build the ha- the behaviors and the habits that then, f- and your thought processes that then build your life. So for example, every time you put on them shoes that you worked hard for, Mickey, or you've done a certain yeah. gig and a beef and you bought them for, it reaffirms to you, you can do that. You have done it and you can do it again. And if you work hard, it, you'll continue to get nice yeah. things for yourself that reaffirm it. And then it builds this, it almost builds like a positive feedback loop. It's the same as me with this right it builds that like right did i spend time with, yeah feel better for it? good tick the box me forward and then tomorrow if i forget one day that is more than likely going to trigger me if i'm it's on my finger because i'm going to go oh, fuck yes because it's easy to forget it's the same as that like you're building positive trigger loops that reaffirm what you're doing and i actually think that works beautiful yeah no it definitely does i know i know a few a red that ibrahimovic I read someone's book years ago he got a tattoo on his wrist and it was kind of to remind him of his journey so it was always it was always like you know when the shit got hard felt like because he's very it must be Ibrahimovic and he was very much you know throw the head up roll, walk out he would just look at his wrist and go right I'm not gonna not yeah, gonna just see, do silly stuff because I've worked too hard to get here exactly that's why like for example like people would say like a like if you get a bow and arrow tattoo and you, yes that's cool but it could mean Joe you you have to be pulled backwards before you move forward sometimes like as long yeah. as there's a trigger to you that then resets you because if you look at that and you just say that and that's a general uh, sense but if you actually have that somewhere where then you look at it and it triggers you every time that you get annoyed that you start looking at it right and being pulled backwards to move forwards and it changes and it makes you feel better that in itself is so worthwhile like yeah you know what i, I mean, think as well i think people should get muscle and hustle podcast tattooed in their wrist just mh mh and then every time you look at your wrist you go on and listen what? You portraits of our faces. I'll be on the other wrist. And then when you look at your wrist, you'll know to listen to the podcast and rate and review it. On a Monday, yeah, that would be good. On a Monday, rate and review it. Um, here's a good one. You, well, you'd do this in a way. You'd think this thought process. I never actually thought about this, and it makes a lot of sense. Right. This American guy stopped this kid. He was coming out of the Apple store and goes, so much, what did you just buy? And the guy goes, got the new Apple phone. And he goes, so much was it? And it was like $1,600. The guy goes, would you ever think of buying shares or stocks and shares in Apple? The guy was like, no, 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 I wouldn't have the money. He goes, but you had $1,600 to buy the, buy the phone and you're pretty much, you know, adding to their stock and shares. Would you not yeah. think of, he go, the guy goes, what phone did you have before? And the guy like literally had like the one below and goes, oh, just uh, the one that came out two years ago. And he's like, well, so that phone, is it, is it broken or anything? He goes, no, no, it's perfect. Just want the new one. He goes, so instead of buying the new one, if you, would why would you not have like put the sixteen hundred and they bought shares in I think the Apple shares are a hundred dollars or whatever, buy Apple shares. And the kind of boy then flicks up a wee graph about if you would have did it like 
every year Apple drop a new iPhone, if you would have spent instead of buying the new iPhone, you would have bought the thing. Your money would have your money would have went up. But I would never have thought about that. Well, technically, you're investing in the company, but just in a different way by buying the phone. But why not actually? Just well, I have Apple stock on my phone yeah. at this moment. So what is right it a stock? Was it well when this was it like a hundred around a hundred dollars? No. So right now it's in a, I think it's in dollars. Yeah, it is. So right now Apple sits at one five five a share. The peak of all time was about one eighty. So yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty close to its all time high. Now if you scroll back and you go back to right, so for example, it's twenty twenty two now, right? Uh, now if you go back to 20, 20, 2018, which is only four years, it was around forty dollars a share. So it's yeah. tripled in the last four yeah. years. Not an easy feat now there has been dips well they had a big dip because they couldn't get the phones made in china during lockdown couldn't they it's quite it's, do you know what i honestly just think as the stock becomes more and more valuable it just tends to get dips anyway because more shit goes on in the world that affects yeah like, the bigger your stock is like when apple had you know it was just really big do you remember there was a stage where like like it still is a wee bit but there's there's it's more and more that it's just apple phones everywhere and less and less androids like it really is like yeah. that but during that stage, it was probably less volatile because if the phone shortage was there, it didn't affect everyone. Whereas now, if Apple fuck up at all, it probably affects the entire world. So it affects everything now. And then if the world fucks up, it probably affects Apple. So then that's why their stocks will be more volatile. It's like Elon Musk with Tesla. Like the bigger a company is, the more volatilities it's going to have because it relies on so many other countries, companies, stocks, yeah. years. So then you're not just relying on, say, the UK market base. You're relying on if there's a war and fucking... Joe, Middle uh, East, and you have a company out there. You know that impacts maybe how you get microchips from fucking China versus you mightn't have been there. Do you know all that there comes into play? I don't want to bore people, but if you look at that, you're right. Like if you if you actually put in if you put in as you said sixteen hundred pounds, if you put in a thousand pound in twenty eighteen, you would have had you would have had exactly two grand come. You probably would have had do you know what you would have had the same money come twenty nineteen. Stock didn't really rise that year. Yeah, but yeah. then come twenty twenty, you would have had two grand, and then come. 2021 you wouldn't even need to wait till 2022 2021 because 2022 is not over now so in the three years you would have at least doubled your money you would have at least went from you would have actually went from 1000 to 2000 and you'd probably be hitting about 3.5k and i thought and that doesn't sound like a whole lot but if you done that yearly that's where like if you had one thousand uh, well that, that's a small kind of investment to a thousand you're you're sure to fuck there's people like, Usually, the way you invest is with compound interest. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. You, you, as you say there, you would invest a thousand pound each year. So you would go from one thousand in twenty eighteen. You'd be up to two grand. You would then stick another thousand pound in as yeah. it's compounding. Then your three grand would double. So you now turn two into six in yeah. three years, and that is where they turn around, and that's where compound wealth comes in. Now, if you want to hear an interesting stock, I actually put money into Tesla a long time ago. And if you want to, if you want to think you, if you think you missed out in Bitcoin. You, you you missing out in Tesla is the biggest mistake you've probably a person could have made because like if you look at the stock and this sounds disgusting but if I look at the stock and we break it down and like I put it money in at a really good time here in Bosmanless if you look at the stock in 2020 one Tesla stock was worth $40 right yeah Tesla stock today micro, so this is the same percentage shift yeah so in three years Microsoft or Apple went from $40 a share to 140 150 right yeah. so triple Tesla's went to two eighty. Yeah. So you anything you put in there, you practically six times it. Yeah. So say for example, I put in a thousand pound, which I did, and I put in a good bit more. I made six grand in them three years. Yeah. 
sorry, sorry, in that year. So that was a year. That's yeah. actually 2020, 2021. So they have six times their money in a year and Apple tripled it in three years. Yeah. So if you put in money, I put money in 2019, it didn't move. Yeah. And then 2020, it slightly jumped. But over the course of 2020, it went from $40. It went from 30 to 40 in a year. So you got about a third up in 2019, 2020. So my money sat there, dude. Fuck all. It just made a third, which is still decent. Yeah. yeah you put in a thousand pound, you got 300 pound. Yeah. But the. If you put in a thousand pound 2020, by the end of 2020, you would have had six grand in one year. Yeah. Now the stock has came back down. It's not worth it just as much as that. But, but Tesla's Tesla's a very volatile stock because Elon Musk is a very volatile person. Exactly. But it can also go through the roof after one tweet or one Joe Rogan or one, you know. It drops my like you put up the week. I might buy Man United, and then the stock fucking started jumping up and down like a fucking. Uh, but Joe. you know it's a good one. I was told by a guy who's very, very much into his, into his uh, stocks and investments. Fucking nuts! Like In I times of recession, buy gold. I told you this is not no no no. Dean Martini told me this. Well, times, times of recession, buy gold because the big banks offload their lot of their stocks and shares and 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 consolidate by buying actual gold bullion yeah exactly and silver tanks during recession because uh manufacturing normally slows down so they don't need as much silver so he was like if you have any silver about he goes sell it out and just get gold 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 yeah, the purest commodity in the world for wealth is gold. So yeah. uh, Dean Martini told me that. He said that. Somebody asked the question when I was at a course and said, if you had £50,000 right now, this was just before COVID, where would you put it? And he said, we haven't had an economic crash in about 10 years. So he goes, we're due something. So I put $1.1 into gold last month because uh, when the world does bad, gold does well. Yeah, Gold, gold then tripled four months later after COVID hit the proper. Like, do you know the way it came out of China? This is around December that time. Do you know where you do you fuck covers fuck all everything and then come april it had hit like the economic lockdowns were happening gold tripled from march to uh, may that year so he went from 1.1 to 3.3 now the, the thing is then you just need to know when to sell but, yeah uh, but realistically as you said there yeah i completely agree like when the world's doing well all stocks do well when the world does per gold does great Aye. That's the they gold. they offload and gold they, then that's when they move over to gold, which but, gold stays. it's the reason yeah. like daytona watches and stuff for rolex right and actually right believe it or not you can buy gold there's there's places to buy gold in belfast so you know if you want yeah. to buy gold there's, there's you can just google actual gold it's a nice way to actually put your money if you didn't want to put it in the Yeah, I got, I got a wee bit, of, wee bit of metals a while ago, but nothing. nothing like. I put money in there. I think it's actually very smart, though. I'm a bit of a... Crypto's too volatile. Crypto it, for me. It, you need, do you know what? You need to be a master. Uh, the crypto's, crypto's too volatile now, and a lot of the countries in the world are turning against it. A lot of banks are turning against it, so you can have as much crypto as you want in the world. You may never get it out of your wallet. I also think as well when you break it down, crypto was only blown up because it got a real big. You're missing out attitude yeah, towards. Yeah, it's the FOMO of it. Like FOMO made loads of people come into the marketplace, and I would love to know. I would say that the t- like the, all the wealth of crypto is probably in like ten percent or five percent of the users. 
and everybody else has thrown in hundreds, two hundreds, three grands, four grands, yep. 20 quids. Well, that is what's built all their wealth because the people who actually understand and analyze that market is who makes the money in there. It's yep. not people like me and you that go in and go, I heard Ethereum is the next big thing, so I'm going to stick a hundred quid in it. I've only got one. I've only got money in one now. I took it out of the loan and just moved it to one. But I did all right. I did now 2004, 2013. What? I just pay someone you do it for me. 2013, I bought my first bit of crypto because I remember because it was it was around the time Conor McGregor's fight was in Dublin. I bought my first bit of crypto then, and then I sold it in 2017. Sold it all, and then restarted again in 2019. Um, got a few questions, don't I? I was just about to say, do, would do you have a specific one you want to go into question wise? Well, we we'll start with the. Started dating a girl with an OnlyFans. She's making a decent wage. I don't know how I feel about it. Am I wrong to feel weird? First of all, I would say, like, no, you knew what you are getting yourself saying. into. You know, it's I not as if... What he's feeling is completely normal, I think. Yeah, but also, she was doing OnlyFans before she was doing you. You know what I mean? So You also need to realise, yeah, like, you... you don't you really mean, have an opinion on that. You, you, you picked the girl who's doing OnlyFans. Sounds like you actually picked it probably because you were like you were obviously attracted, and I would say then you've actually probably maybe developed feelings now you're dating fully. I uh, know uh, because I had funny enough I had this conversation um, the other day about something similar. It's like, but I know how you, it's like you all your all your friends may see your girlfriend naked and only fans. I, I don't think I'm okay with that. So I that's what I mean, like. No, is that a like, thing? no, no, I don't, I don't think anybody. No, it depends. If you really love a girl, you do, you're not sharing fucking nothing with anybody. For me, I it's like it's well. like you always had a friend when you were young who like got an, a saucy picture from their missus and showed you, and you're like, why are you showing me that? Agreed, agreed. Like, I what? Agree. He, I, I had a friend that showed me a picture like this is donkeys ago. Like this is fuck. We were young. My video picture messages may have just started, and he showed me a picture of his missus at the time. And I was like, why are you showing me that? And he, and I, he was like, ah, oh, it's class picture. And I'm like, are you mental? Yeah, because if he ends up marrying that person... You well, he didn't. He didn't end up marrying her. But, but like, it was just weird. I was like, you, the person you love, you're not sharing her with anyone. Like, Fanny's such a bad word. I should use cooch or something. Who said funny you? Yeah, that is a bad word. It's uh, a weird word. It's like a child's word. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It just came out there, but it's funny. Gooch, thing, but Gooch is rotten. That's a disgusting no, word. Yeah, Gooch is a bit rank. But, like, like I don't, you're not wrong to feel weird, but I you knew you what you were getting yourself into. And then you just have to really, uh, you really just have to say to yourself, and this is me being honest, is, is it going to annoy you forever? And if it is, then you need to sort of address that line. Uh, I honestly feel like, for me personally, it would, it, it's just something I would either, I would just have to draw a line in the sand and go, that's it. But I think that will nip away at most men. I think most men oh, will struggle with that. Uh, I think it would definitely take a strong individual to be able to just swipe that to the side. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with not. It's just one of the things. It's like if my girlfriend was a porn star and people could see her get fucked online. For me, that would that would probably, even though it was years ago, it would probably put me off in the long run. I think it would trigger me deep down. Yeah. Uh, whether that's an insecurity, whether that's something. But you just sort of have to identify, I think, in, in society now too, it's just how you view that person and if you're going like, to have respect yeah. for them as well. Like, what about if, like, remember that years ago there was that Magaluf girl? Or there was Slain girl? Remember the girl that got caught giving 
head and slain and then there was another girl at Magaluf there was like a drinking competition like imagine what would happen down the line like if they got a boyfriend and if he found out it was her yeah for me I, I honestly think just to have a conversation with her about it but yeah as you said uh, she's making a decent wage like the decent wage is probably like quite substantial by a decent I reckon she's making fuck probably like, most of them girls make like 10 grand a month uh, a lot of them do very well like yeah so it's one of the things where you, the, you also have to take into account like the reason she's doing it is probably because she's looking at, if she's putting her money into like long term wealth Joe it's, it can be one of them trade offs you have to make but it, it really comes down to like I don't know if I would be comfortable with that but there's there's ways to make money like there yeah. is there's probably, and this is me being cheeky there's definitely not as e. I know this is going to sound terrible like don't get me wrong I know the OnlyFans creators put in a lot of effort but I know rightly right now with my following if I put up an OnlyFans I would make decent money even if it was absolutely gack if I was standing there my cacks going at it with somebody you're gonna or even if I was a decent fit last like even if you have 3,000 followers there's gonna be somebody in there paying you and the thing is it creates a subscription model it makes you money it's a lot harder to start a clothing brand it's a lot harder to become an influencer it's a lot harder to do other things whereas a lot of people will start that because they know other people don't have the balls for it. So you've got to set up balls. That's where your skill is. Yeah. You've got a fucking set of cojones. That's the reason you're getting paid because most people would probably be relatively game for the money, but they'll not be game for the work for it. So it's like that. There is also some girls that go on it and don't show anything and make millions. Like Karina Kopp didn't show nothing. And she made like, she told people. But what she did, she was like, it's coming. And she okay. is like, 20, 30, maybe 40,000 subscribers. She makes Easy. like a million. She said she makes like two or three million a month. Yeah, mental, she was like, she was just a, like a vlogger, like a YouTuber. And she just started putting up like bikini stuff. But she was always like going, it's coming, boys. And pay more people and more people and more people. And at one stage, like she was making three million a month. And it's never came. The videos, the nudity is now. I don't well, I don't know. I never I haven't seen an interview with her for a while, but she was a pretty famous YouTuber. And she was just like, People just keep paying, so I just like put up bikini shots that I used to put on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I, have, I think that's actually that's there's an actual good question there. There's that's fucking mad. <laughs> is Tony's mental health okay? I've noticed that I'm sure others, I've noticed, I'm sure others have noticed a slight change in some stories. Uh, do you know what it is? It's probably the fact of, and this is going to be being straight. I brought this up on the the, the Sean Fitzness podcast. They were there probably live in a week or two. See, the minute I put up that I was getting therapy, you'd swear that I was going for the rope. You would every right to me going, "It's darkest before the dawn." Joe, hope you're okay. Fist bump. I know that you're being nice, but the only reason I'm getting therapy, and this is me being straight, is because I can't switch off from work because I love it so fucking much. So my issue is that it's affecting... Then it's not work. Exactly. I know it's passion, but I mean... Oh, it was lifestyle. Your lifestyle is... Yeah, if if you can get paid for your lifestyle, it's not yeah. work. But it's like maybe it's... If it's getting to a point where you're not sleeping. It's getting to a point where I'm struggling... I was struggling to get satisfaction from things outside the gym. Or sorry, outside like... Outside work. So like, for example, like I was almost feeling starting to develop like a guilt for not working because all i've done for the last couple of years is work so then see whenever i was taking downtime yeah. i started to feel like i should be working so then whenever i was with family or anything like that i'm not as present and for me that's not right. good yeah yeah, yeah. Case of that my mental health off in any way really shape or form it's just a case of 
I've been in so much work mode for so long and this sounds a bit OCD and people people think like I say like and people if you've ever lived with me or you know or you know me personally if I showed you scheduling you would say it's absolutely disgusting but the thing is it's just normal for me and that's not me hyping it up it's a case of I maybe like for example like I could get up at 6am I'll be doing our work I'll go train for two hours and I'll come home and I'll just work the whole day like I'll just work to 10 at night take a half an hour watch spit tally and go to bed and that is just repeat now there is breaks throughout that like there'll be a walk to the coffee shop there'll be but it's just constant and that loops there's no day yeah. off it's looping consistently the same so for me it's one of the things where I've done that so much that I've ingrained per behaviours per habits where I don't take downtime I don't plan downtime so it's got this stage now where the best way for me to do that is to actually physically pay someone to tell me what to do like right Tony you need to take two hours off on a Sunday every morning no buts See, when somebody tells me and I pay them for it, I will do it. See, if they don't, I will just keep rolling. And for me, there's enough like where I've made really solid money. I'm pretty much financially free now. I need to start looking at like, can I start not dialing back, but can I get better quality work in shorter blocks and then actually enjoy going back to cold water dips, going, taking downtime, going to the cinema, whatever it is. For me, just nothing wrong with how hard I'm working, but just yeah. can I actually get a wee bit more enjoyment from things outside of business? Because the thing is, if you only get enjoyment from one thing and it's taken away from you, like if I only get enjoyment from the gym and I get really, really ill and can't train, what am I going to get enjoyment of? If I, if I can't work or my businesses go, what am I going to get enjoyment of? Whereas if you're getting a good, solid, like a wholesome life, is probably the best way to put it, from all angles. Whereas right now, it feels like, my work mode was dialed up to 11 for that long that I'm just struggling to switch out of it. So yeah. I've been prioritizing family, relationships, downtime, fun. So I need to get all these variables back. So the best way to do that, people will be like, oh, that's easy, just do X. But if you are an addicted alcoholic and you're yeah. addicted to drinking, it's not just as easy to go stop drinking. You need a little bit of help. So it's the exact same way as I'm like sort of addicted to working. I need a little bit of like, right, can you do this can you do that and see whenever somebody's actually telling you like if you can't do that that's pretty embarrassing for somebody who preaches about lifestyle preaches yeah. about work balance you're literally turning into a hypocrite so i was like if i don't identify this and go forward and the only reason i posted that is because i was like somebody will maybe not have the same issue as me at work but somebody out there will be struggling with something whether it's a relationship whether it's uh whatever it is and that will actually go to them fuck you know what if tony's getting fucking therapy and talking to somebody there's nothing wrong with that and i was like do you know what and i got about 50 people writing to me going was on that website and i would say about five of them messed back being like oh signed up or i've been talking to somebody about it and i was like see the fact that that helped five people that means that story was worth for all the people oh, that yeah. thought, thought i was a bell end or thought i was weak or any of that but yeah no my mental health actually i'm gonna be honest see right now i don't think i felt better than how i feel today and this week than I have in the past year in terms of happiness, fulfillment. And that's just with actually identifying my problems and starting to work on them. They're not even fully solved. Just by feeling like I'm moving forward in all areas. You See, wherever I'm uh, in, the, in the process, I'm progressing, I'm moving forward, I'm identifying issues, I might even fix them. And I'm constantly getting better. That's usually when I'm at my happiest. And it's just a case of too many people will have an issue in their life and they will sweep it under the carpet. Once you identify yeah. a problem, you should sort it with advice help implementation the problem is people get advice and never fucking change but yeah the best way I can explain is was addicted to work so I'm actually getting a little bit of help with dialing off it's ludicrous I know what else you're addicted with what making up stories you made up a story yesterday and you posted it you said and I quote 
I get more compliments on this body part than any other body part. Oh, the calves. And that is a goddamn lie. That is the goddamn truth. <laughs> no one person has ever said to you. You're, you're, yeah, you have no calves. That is all Somebody I has sent in a message saying, you see I that? that? That's you. You wrote in that. No, I didn't write that. I don't call, I wouldn't call you Big T and vomit my own mouth. You would say that straight away. Just worry for a Big T with those wee legs. He'll be tipping over soon. Can Mickey show Big T how to blow up those quads? I did not write that. I would never write blow up quads. That's a that's a gym boys wrote that. You've you've done that. No, I wouldn't call you Big T. As a, as a, as a, what do you call that? I as call a, you Tiny Tony. Or Wee T. I don't call... ironic because I'm fucking... Massive. Big T, Big T is Terence O'Brien, and you're not getting that. That is Terence O'Brien is the Big T. Been, the name's been claimed, and people are referring to me as it. So that's it. T O B, Terence O'Brien is Big T. Um, here's one. Here we'll finish this one. How to say fuck it and go for things? I've missed too many opportunities by just not going for it. I honestly think that is fear. And I yeah. think when something like that comes into play, see when fear comes into your body, your mindset, if it is not stamped out immediately, it sits and it manifests. Matures, it manifests and it gets worse. See if you honestly see when that comes in, and that sounds really easy, but see when that flies in and you get an opportunity and fear comes into play, you need to stamp that out and just go for it. And if shit hits the fan, oh, but what if, oh, this might not go well? Like I'm talking about launching a clothing brand, I'm talking about launching a something brand. Will I look like a dick on Instagram if it does go well? Yeah, who gives a fuck? See, whenever all that comes in, actually speaking your words out loud or writing them down and writing down the answers as well reaffirms to you that. It's like, will I go over to this girl and ask her out? Oh, but what if she says no? What if? Well, what if she fucking says yes? Yeah. Be the best thing you've done. Too many people looking at the negatives. You need to stamp the fear out. You need to fucking go for it because with me an opportunity, it's one of them things of the harder you work, the luckier you get. But your own mindset is the only thing that ever holds anybody back. Like in business, do you ever see this stat? Yeah. 90, 90% of problems in business are actually people problems and 6% are business and system problems. Yeah. It's always people and their opinions and their emotions. Processes. A hundred percent. In my in my opinion, I'm just ramped up because I was listening to earlier. But I honestly feel like that is fear, self doubt. See when that comes in your body, yeah. that needs to be fucking extinguished as soon as it's in. See, otherwise, you're that's your own fault for that. Yeah. Not you create you create false scenarios like oh, but what if this happened? What if that happened? What if this? but what if the fucking meteor hit the earth tomorrow? You know what I mean? There's exactly. always going to be what ifs. That's what I always say to people like what if this happened? What if? They're just they're irrational worries. See, yes, you see, whenever this is a prime example of what fear is, and I always use this analogy with clients or self doubt. It's like a man coming up to your house, ugly, as f- ugly, sweaty, joke, dirty, really, really. Why are you strange. looking at me when you're saying this? I'm sorry, I'm just describing it. Man <laughs> comes to your house, knocks the door, sweaty, ugly, rude, ignorant, nightmare, knocks your door and goes, Can I come in? And you go, Yeah, absolutely. Come on in and just fucking wreck the place. <laughs> Fears like and versus you should be turning around as soon as he puts one foot in the door and go whoa, whoa, whoa get the fuck out of here you're uh, not welcome yeah versus people go oh, do you know what I don't want to be rude let him in sits sits in the couch stains it breaks a couple of glasses wrecks your whole house and then you go why am I not confident why am I not in the position I want because you let the fucking stupid fucker in oh you let the stupid thoughts in as well yeah oh that's the exact analogy these thoughts come in and if you don't stick them out it's a lot harder to get somebody out see whenever he's comfy and he's living there six months yeah 
it's fucking tough to get that person out. Yeah, like, if uh, one step, it's such a, it's so easy just turning and get the fuck out. But the thing is, people don't think of it like that, but that is yeah. what that is. And you need to break down, how do you actually kick that person out? Breaking down the thought process, what could go right, not wrong, and actually sitting down and planning that. Fuck, I'm yeah. psyched, Mickey. Yeah, it's like, also, you'll always find more reasons not to do something. You know, if you go to, say, even if for someone simple like, oh, I'm going to the gym at four o'clock, and you don't really want to go, you'll find a hundred reasons not to go. But there's only really one or two reasons to go. Because you've planned to go to the gym, and it makes you healthier. A hundred percent. But there's a hundred reasons not to go, fuck, uh, I'll play the PlayStation. Jeez, I could go for a pint with the boys. Fuck, I might do a wee bit of work. I'll take the dog for a walk. I'll uh, I'll make dinner. You know, I'll just lie in the sofa. There's loads of reasons not to do everything, but they don't matter. Look, they don't matter. You could like, like I have loads of work to do today, and I will try my best not to do any of that work, and I know I will, but I will do it because I'll keep throwing these obstacles to myself. Going fuck you, me just do that, but I'll go and just do the work, and that's natural. But if you're if you want to do something, you see an opportunity, you want to do it, and you can do it. You know you physically can do it, and you believe in the opportunity. Just go and do it because the thing is, you'll put it off that long. That'll become unsustainable. You can't do it, or somebody else will do it, and you'll have the biggest regret in your life. Just go and do it, and you know if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's fine. You no, know, who cares? We all go into the ground in a six foot box, can't take anything with you, anything at all. Can't nobody will remember you in a hundred years anyway, unless you're fucking absolutely iconic like Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but realistically, you're going in a six foot box anyway. You may as well go in fucking beat up, going, I gave it everything. See people that play it safe. You're gonna come to the end of your life and you're gonna have to bluff yourself and go, uh, yeah, I lived that the way I wanted. You'll you, but deep down, Lander, you will know. If you actually did or did you play it safe? And I think that will, that is why, in my opinion, see when you hit 40, 50, 60, yeah. and you see men that are unhappy, that is because they are living. It's just like that, that famous quote. Do you ever see it? it was on Joe Rogan podcast? Most men live a quiet life of desperation. It's because they have all yeah. these goals, these things they should have, could have, would have, should have asked that girl out, should have maybe worked harder at this, maybe should have took more time up with my family. All that shit I could have went is fucking useless. Um, that's that's my biggest biggest fear in life. My my well only fear in life I have is regret. Potential, potential on missing every aspect, not yeah. just business, gym Re- results. Regret is been, the thing that scares me. Like. Could I have been a better brother? Like for example, this sounds terrible. But if 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 my, if my dad was died more, could I have been a better son? Joe, these sort of things are the things that haunt people. That's why people end up grieving so hard. Like, yeah, grief through unexpressed love. But it's also unexpressed love that you didn't do at the time. Now, don't get me wrong, there's good grieving. But it's also all these things of like, right, well, I don't want to have any regrets for that individual. So can you be better in every aspect? So it's really, as I said there, like it's it's when that thought process comes in. And that, that review or that analysis of, oh, I'm letting too many decisions go away. If you don't sort that out now, that will slip to the back of your subconscious. That will go, go away and you'll not solve that problem for another 6, 12 months two years three years yeah. that'll just pop up and if you don't take action there's a reason that's popping up that's your subconscious that's your body telling you we're not happy we're giving you what you need and then you're letting fear doubt all these anxiety emotions ruin where we're supposed to go where you're supposed to be going to. and every time you shoot your, you're literally just fucking shooting yourself in the foot and going nah let's just stay here because it's safe comfort zones where you drown anyway yeah 
No, exactly. Oh, it's a killer. Every time. The, da- the most dangerous place is the comfort zone. It's the worst place to be. Here's just for some. Ben Francis put up a video. It'll be... He put up 19 hours ago, so he put it up on Wednesday. 10 years ago, he was delivering pizzas. Yeah, you know what I mean? And now he... Well, he owns Gymshark. But everybody was telling him, like, why would anybody be buying fitness clothing off you you deliver pizzas and you're you go to the gym if you had told me at the start gym shark was gonna be as big as it was i would have said you catch a grip it's a shark on a vest top that looks yeah. like my ironed it on and the first stringers were fucking shit yeah, Terrible. yeah. they're still gack and he sells them the first stringers the, 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 the things that sell out first yeah and i don't nobody likes i don't i, I don't know how anybody likes it, but the thing is stuck with it worked blew up and do you know what i mean and i bet you he's turning around going I'm glad that such and such that was slagging me for making these in my garage. He used yeah. to iron them on, I think. He used to iron, he, uh, he used to iron them, bought a press. Yeah, it was garage. And he's turning around laughing now, fucking probably w- w- probably the biggest fitness brand in the world. Yeah, they just opened their new store in London. First store yeah. ever. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, makes, like... Like, if you go on and watch that video, 10 years ago, he was delivering pizzas. Now he's worth... He could still be delivering pizzas if he, if he didn't... Three and a half for- billion, or whatever. So... You know, it's never too late. No regrets. But anyway, guys, we're gonna love you and leave you. I have to go get my haircut. Uh, this is gonna be coming out Monday. I will be playing Planet Love on the Saturday, but it's too late. So if you're hearing this, I killed Planet Love anyway. So there you go. Freshers is coming up, guys. Also, go buy some tickets. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Buy some tickets. Buy some coffee. Even if you're 45, listen to this, you go get Go to the Boneyard. We're taking over the Boneyard in Belfast for Freshers Monday, putting on a big outdoor event. Myself and Two Degrees. It's going to be off the hook. Go get some tickets. That's awesome. Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy.